to welcome to another episode of It's Not A Man's World podcast, back for a second season. We're your podcast that explores how men deal with relationships in the modern world, from that initial message or hello to developing a blossoming romance, all the way down to the times of sheer lust and desire. No holds barred lust will certainly be our focus this week as well. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan and I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences. I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years and he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single. Tom is to the dating world what tampons are to the Welsh government. Non-essential, effectively banned, go anywhere near them or it, and I guess you risk arrest. Mate, how are you? I don't know what to say after that, to be honest. I, 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 you know what? Every every week I look forward to these these insults. So last week I was I was a massive wank, and this week I'm basically unavoidable. Uh, no, avoidable. Sorry, I went off to the Welsh Valley somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> hide in a co-op maybe. We're hearing that the uh, the Welsh government um, are relaxing their thoughts on sanitary products, but but it's, it's quite it's quite the week, isn't it? I mean, everything's gone mad, isn't it? I mean, obviously Wales has put itself into some form of lockdown and just completely gone mental i mean how can how can you class i mean i I mean i've never bought a sanitary product because of my genitalia is slightly different to uh women's but um how how on earth can you not say sanitary towels are like a an essential product it's just crazy and then then they've got I, i saw one image where they had like vodka just on the outside of it which was considered an essential product you know the priorities of people in government is just very very bizarre indeed Let's get straight into it. Got a friend that had to take a, a COVID-19 test this week. Thankfully, they're okay. Oh. But but it comes, Tom, with, um, I don't know if you know this, it comes with an instructional video. So obviously a lot of no. these COVID tests are kind of are, are self-administered. And, and the line they use in, in this video, I thought you'd like this, is if you're not gagging, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Well, I've said that on on many occasions, being being the absolute lad that I am. <laughs> it got me thinking. What are the other things that are exactly the same? If you're not gagging, you're not doing it right. Tom, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, in terms of if you're not gagging it, you're not doing it right. Yeah, I'd probably say sambuca shots. Mm. In terms of once you get to your fifth or sixth, if you're not if you're not already on the dance floor or run into a toilet, then I think you've got issues. Or your stomach's made of absolute iron. I've never seen you do four uh, or five shots on a night out. Oh, you must have, surely. No, I've seen you do one or two and then, and then <laughs> disappear for 20 actually, to, uh, minutes. Actually, to be fair, the one time I tried to do that, trying to be the big big man in Iron Apple, I did about five shots of Sambuca in a row. thought, yeah, this is good. This is fine. About 20 seconds later, I was running to the nearest toilet possible and it all came out. So that was fun. I've got one. Foot long. Foot long Last yeah. time I was in Los Angeles, I had a foot long hot dog. A dream. I'm known for taking it down a little too quick as well. So <laughs> I, I, I put it down quite promptly and I enjoyed a bit of ketchup, bit of mustard, bit of relish, little bit of chew, little bit of bite, little bit of crunch. Sounds like you'd certainly relish it, mate, to be honest. Also, I've got another one, mate. Spit or swallow. Mouthwash. Yeah. Yeah. See, I yeah. know some people that swallow mouthwash. That's a bit weird, isn't it? 
No, why would you do that? That's surely that's a that's that's the whole point of it. You're just rinsing your mouth out. You're not swallowing all the germs back in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's some kind of refreshener, look like, like, you know, liven you up first thing in the morning. You got anything else that makes you gag? Ooh, it it's it's not an actual physical movement, but seeing people eat bananas is something that's quite off-putting at times. Do you find it funny if they while eating said banana and by the way bananas the potassium really good for you oh yeah yeah yeah, no doubt no doubt if they lock eyes with you while eating said banana does that put you off or do or if anything does that stir you in a certain part of the anatomy <laughs> that shouldn't be stirred <laughs> no i mean it depends what sort of mood you're in at that time obviously I, i'm always a little bit Actually, when I see people eat bananas, I always look at the length that they start off with. It's a it's a curious trait. It's like, how deep are you actually invested in that banana? Now, most people will only go for the tip to start off with, just nice and polite when they're in public. But some people, I've seen them go like full halfway in and then thinking, okay, so uh, what else do you like to go wholehearted into? So yeah, bananas are one that I'm always worried about when people eat in public. Hey, look, sounds like you've got one or two people that are willing to brag about that. Anyway, it's been a, a strange old time out there. As we discussed last week, you know, do you just throw yourself into a little bit of strange on a night out? Our focus on the episode this week on It's Not A Man's World podcast, one night stands. Are they happening right now? I think the idea of trying to anti-back someone head to toe before jumping them at the end of a night out... Is, uh, is certainly a, a mental image that we all think about at this moment in time while we remain safe, but also try and continue to live our lives. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing conceptual relationships that don't end up becoming emotional. Can those relationships work in the long term? All those phrases, Tom, friends with benefits, no strings attached, fun. Can they work? Sharing your banana, all those, all those key phrases. Um, to start off with, I think no. You know, we've we've discussed this for quite a while, and I, and I think you know sometimes people will get themselves involved in situations that go a bit too far, and I think they normally start off with a casual shag, whether that's you know on a on a drunken night out, or whether they they know a colleague, which we're going to speak about in future episodes, or you know, they've just known someone for a while and they're just, you know, a little bit desperate for a, a bit of interaction, particularly in these times when uh, we're told to isolate. So, yeah, I, I don't think it can ever lead to anything other than the lines being blurred somewhat. What's the opposite to a casual shag? A formal shag, where you put it in writing. A really well-organised just... shag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. You know what that is? That, that, that's the dirty weekend away, where you have to organise it in advance. You got to tell people lies around you where you where you're not going, and then you go to the place, you get involved in the transaction, which is obviously, as we all know, rumpy pumpy, and then you shake hands, and then you go back to your normal lives. I think that's the organised, organised shake. I like the idea of of, of you putting it in your diary, ten thirty three. Well, as long as you don't put it in your work diary, and people see that you're on the ten thirty three to Kings Lynn and a Premier Inn. When you work in Aberdeen, that might be an issue. Interesting that you that you uh you think Kings Lynn is that a sexual part of is that a a part of the the country that gets you going? 
Kings Lynn. Oh yes, yes. With its um, deprived economic uh, region, yeah, that that really turns me on, Dan. Love nothing more than a dirty, filthy place. No offense to anybody that may be listening, by the way, to this podcast from that. For me, wonderful, diverse, beautiful part of this country. There's nothing wrong with Anglia, but if you're gonna do something disgusting, go that way because you got you got you you got the Norfolk Broads as well. You know that you've got water as well. You've got a barge boat. You can have all the fun in the world, and it's also completely disgusting at the same time. The, the question continues to be, um, kind of, can you? And we'll get the views of the girlfriend on this later on. Is it possible to? Is it a switch? Emotions switch on, switch off. Can you know, I, I both think... people be on the same on the same page when it comes to no strings attached, switching off emotion? Potentially, potentially, I think. It, it it really does depend on the uh, the individual, to be honest, because I think uh, a lot of people sometimes will get involved in something that goes above their head and they get out of control. But a lot of people perhaps can can see over that. You know, they can they can deal with it in a in a calm, rational manner, like like most people would say in their job or the rest of their life. So, yeah, for me, it, it does depend on the individual. But I think a lot of people naturally would get lines blurred because when something gets more intimate in a way i think it naturally leads to emotions and confused feelings and things that are, that won't particularly end up well particularly if one side of it is seeing it from a different angle compared to the other it's, it's and it's impossible not for that to be intimate isn't it i mean the idea of it just being almost a you know, we kind of made the joke, but a transaction of sorts. It just it doesn't happen. And what, what is going on? It's, it's you laid bare, isn't it? Literally laid bare. <laughs> Particularly if you're in King's Lynn, it's, it's grizzly bear. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, you know, you, you see relationships and you'll see a couple and, and you'll go, there, there appears to be one that loves the other more, if you're thinking cynically. Um, so that's going to naturally go back to as well casual sort of sexual agreement transaction as such where you're going to have one person who probably does have a little bit more emotional investment in it than the other and that's where obviously it will eventually collide because these things will eventually work themselves out over time it, you can deny it all you want but if someone feels something a little bit more than the other person does it's going to come to a head at some stage a sexual transaction tom taylor how much would you charge for said transaction if you were to ask people, you know, here's my card details, you uh, wire me what you feel is appropriate for my sexual transaction, how much How much do you, would you like to believe that you could get for it? Well, I'm an honest man, Dan Windle, and I like to charge for, for my time um, as well as my skill. So if I combine them, I think probably for a good solid session, you're looking at probably two to three hours, charging around £30 an hour plus cleanup, probably about £100 clean up uh let us know what you think uh, if you'd like to get in on a bit of that transaction from tom taylor love to hear from you either email us it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast do you think there are consequences as well tom you know your people say they're comfortable with the with being in this sort of situation no strings attached agreeing to it at first and then as we've alluded to lines getting blurred quite quickly or, or maybe over time you know we, we we're having to think a lot more now about the mental health of someone who perhaps hasn't been in this sort of situation agreement whatever you want to call it before what a person says 
very often is different to actually what someone is feeling, isn't it? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think you will have at times people put up a barrier, a filter to protect themselves, particularly in these situations. Because if you do get yourself a little bit more emotionally invested, and it, and it can happen really without you even knowing, you could, you could be involved in this and think, yeah, this is great. We're just doing this for a random night a week over time. You're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm starting to think about this a bit more. But at the same time, you're worried about being vulnerable. So you naturally put those barriers up. And I think that links to mental health as well, because if, if something doesn't go out, go the way you intend it to, you can then start to look within yourself and criticise yourself and think about all your flaws and why this won't happen the way you want it to. So, yeah, it, it can naturally affect some, someone's mental health. And I think if you're on the other side of that situation, you've got to be as well aware about your behaviour because, you know, I've had it from experience where I've been, I've been close to a girl, I won't say who um, or whom, should I say, Look at me being a lad with several women. Um, but I know they've they've sort of gone through a process themselves, which they've struggled with. And I've kind of been very selfish and thought about my own sort of mental health and my own experience. And sometimes you've got to understand how you're portraying yourself and how that may affect them. So I think when it comes to all of this, it's best to be transparent and honest. And if you feel like that person is getting too attached to you and you don't want that, you know, cut it at that point be honest but if if you're the one you know also as well getting too involved talk to them about it you know don't don't put up that brave face because it in the end it all comes to the crescendo that i talk about where something's going to explode if you can deal with it great crack on shag away no problem but there will be people who naturally tend to get a little bit more invested and that will be the pathway when potential mental health issues do happen there is nothing wrong with being invested in, in anything. Too many games in modern day relationships. There's the feeling of you need to be in control, putting a wall up to protect yourself because you need to be in control of what's going on. You don't want to get out of control. There's the, the ego thing as well. And I know, you know there's talk of like no strings attached. If you've just come out of a, a long term relationship, for example, well, that, that you need to go out and have a little bit of a bit of fun, you know, sow your wild oats of sorts. And I can only and I <laughs> sorry, sorry, sow your wild oats. Are we are we in the wild west or something? Then? Well, that's a saying, isn't it? That's a well known, a well known saying. You never heard that? No, I don't think I've ever heard that. So I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's really good. But sow your wild oats. That, now that's thinking, I've made that up. But um, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Uh, you know, I can I can say between my last long-term relationship and thankfully what i've got now which is great obviously i i went through yeah i mean you you saw me tom during during the period that i was single let's say it was um a different part of my life you know my priorities were different at that at that time they say okay if you're gonna throw yourself into different one night stands or no strings attached do you have to have ground rules I my my thought on this is it's just like as long as you're being honest with everyone you're involved with up front I feel whether I've been single or whether I've been in a relationship I can sit back and say well at the very least I can feel okay about myself because I was honest with everyone and if that's the case then I, I don't think you should be too hard on yourself I mean if you're honest with them what you're looking for what you are 
hoping for from this said transaction we've used that word a couple of times (laughs) already on this podcast you know this said experience you know that relationship whatever you deem it to be at that point if you're being honest with the the person you're you're with then I think you can sit back and be okay about it they may not agree or be happy with with what what you want but if they're also you know a willing participant in it then I'm not really sure that can break down or I'm not sure how that could come back to bite you in the ass if you know what I mean yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Dan. You know, your experience is is one where you've you've obviously gone through sort of the stages of that. You've obviously come out of something long term, and then wanted to have that bit of fun. If if I'm right in saying that, and then you've obviously lovely now with the with the girlfriend. I I completely agree. You you just have to be honest and true to yourself. You know, you cannot control what the other person is feeling, but at the same time, you can be aware and try and be sort of mindful of that where possible. So I think honesty is the, uh, is the best policy there. So let's bring in now our other contributor. Uh, Tom, this weekend, she had us both watching Strictly. She, so she's got us watching Strictly Come Dancing. The new season's out. She's had us on that. I'm glad you're into uh, tangoing and foxtrotting your way for an evening. How do you think I, I would look in some sequins? I think you'd actually look pretty good, mate, to be honest. I, I could see you comfortably on Strictly. You know, doing it, doing a, an American smooth or something along those lines. You can tell I, I live at home and we do watch Strictly on a Saturday night. That is three dance moves that you've just reeled off, just back of your head. You know these things. Anyway, I'm off to um, have my chest shaved. Let's hear now from the girlfriend. Obviously, no strings attached is just a lot of sex. And you need to be safe and you need to like not meet up with people you don't know. I guess if you're going to do no strings attached at the moment, your best bet is someone you know and someone you see regularly, maybe even someone you work with. I think it's possible to have no strings attached sex as a woman. Like, I'm not, personally, I'm not one of those people, but I know friends, like boys and girls, who can do it and shut their emotions off. Because let's be honest, at the end, end of the day, it's just sex. And if you can enjoy it, not get too emotionally invested and also not hurt the other person, then fair play. I think women can turn off and not get too emotionally invested, but men just maybe don't hear about it because it does happen. I have plenty of friends that can easily have sex with a man, um, no emotions, and just enjoy it for what it is. So I don't think it's, you know, a man's way of doing things. Oh, I can have sex, all lads and lads are not feel anything i think women can as well because let's be honest everyone enjoys sex so i think yeah both genders could enjoy it without getting too attached it's a cliche for the woman to start liking the man first so that doesn't necessarily happen this is a cliche this is a stereotype i don't know what it's trying to say about women what are we the weaker sex and we can't have sex without being emotionally invested i think women can 100 percent can have sex and not be emotionally invested it's a man's world, despite what your podcast says. As long as you're being safe, as long as you're, you know, wearing a condom or using protection and also now fucking abiding by COVID laws, then it's healthy. If that's what you want to do and that's how you want to get your kicks and that's how you want to de-stress, then have sex. It's just sex at the end of the day. I must say, Tom Taylor, most fired up I've seen the girlfriend coming in on her long run on this week's 
topic, no strings attached. It's as easy for women to do it as men. You know, you, you do. You see the Hollywood films, the cliche, certainly the woman starts to fall for the man, changes what they have agreed or what is going on. She's not mm. having any of it. <laughs> A very passionate, rousing speech there from the girlfriend, I thought. Completely agree. I think a lot of what we've spoken about and what you hear is a lot of sort of the men, the man side of it, masculine approach. It's just sort of how we live in this society, obviously. But yeah, I think that's a really fascinating point. You know, it's often seen probably as the man doing it, Jack the lad, whereas women want that potential casual option as well. And I think a lot of that gets sort of missed as well. A lot of the time, you know, we've all probably done it. You'll see a, a woman who's obviously, you know, having quite a lot of casual relationships. And what's your automatic thought? You know, everyone's automatic thought would be easy, bit of a slag. You know, as terrible as that sounds, you know, that's the kind of culture that we live in. So I think I think the girlfriend makes a very valid point about that. And also as well about COVID, you know, it's at the moment we're in these tiers of lockdown, you know, can you get away with it? Obviously the guidelines are to bubble, but will actually anyone bend bubble and pork as we uh, as we described last week? And we all could also add the the idea of anti-back, head to toe, get them to roll in a big tub of it, <laughs> pre-meshing. Yeah, yeah, nice. No, I mean, it, I mean, how do you stay connected when you when you're all anti-backed up? Uh, yeah, you'd be slipping and sliding. You, you, you will you will be slipping and sliding, which is another pun. But yeah, I completely agree with the girlfriend. You you can do it, but you've got to be sort of strong mentally as an individual, and it's everyone sort of free world you know it doesn't matter who who you are where you come from if you're confident enough and you're strong-minded enough that you can differentiate between just casual sex and emotions then great go for it right we thought with the new season tom time for a new feature that we're going to call sex flicks and chill what a name what a name Our thought is those TV shows, maybe films that go above and beyond to address modern day relationship issues. And we thought as part of this feature, Tom, the more peculiar the approach, really the better for us, because then we can have a we can have a chat about it, can't we? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think the more bizarre, the more fun. And what a cracker to get started with. Listen to this. Channel 5's The Lesbian Guide to Straight Sex. Okay. Okay. Two heterosexual couples who want to improve things in the bedroom agree to a radical new approach as they give an advice on sex by four lesbians. Couples are helped by Jen, an expert on the psychology of sex, master of anatomy, Ali, sex toy aficionado, Jade. (laughs) Sex toy aficionado. (laughs) Jade sounds like someone you want around at Christmas time. And also the Queen <laughs> of Body Confidence, Maria. Three words. They're all the same. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, at least they sound pretty qualified, particularly the sex toy aficionado. I mean, you've got to be expert if you're if you call yourself an aficionado on something. I wonder what the CV of Ali looks like. I'm a master of anatomy. I'm just interested. What what advice do do they offer? Is it is it just solely for the for the man to please the woman? I think it's both both or, ways. Or, or, or do they try and do both? Yeah, shake it up. Quite literally. 
Yeah, I think like, they've got it all covered, haven't they? Sex toy aficionado Jade is just saying to the woman, sack him off. You don't need him. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a raft of options here that will do the job more than well for you. <laughs> do, do you think there's a segment of the episode where they just go through deal day and say, this one's slightly longer, this one's got more vibration, this one likes to do the American smooth on a Saturday night, you know, various options. Yeah, and Gareth just sat there going, oh, Christ, what have I agreed to here? <laughs> Gareth from IT in Kingsland thinking I probably have to book that premiere in now, don't I? <laughs> I, I will you be watching this? The Lesbian Guide to Straight I, I tell Sex. I tell you what, I'll give it a watch because I'll be interested to see what sort of advice they offer the the woman to the man. Do they have much experience with men? Do they know? Do they know? I mean, we've obviously got the master of anatomy in Ali, so I assume Ali knows her way down an alley as such. But yeah, I'd be interested to see how they sort of go that way because I can understand, you know, very strange of me to talk about, but um, lesbians know how to how to please a woman, but I'd be interested to see how they, they think about pleasing a man and then how that comes together in a heterosexual couple. Oh, very interesting, very interesting. So you, you give it a watch and you come back with a... I will. ...with a half-term report of sorts. Do you know what time it's on? I do not. I do not. Okay. Just Google lesbian guide to straight sex, maybe sex toy, um, master of anatomy. Just Google it, Tom, and see what comes up. I think I may end down a very difficult spiral <laughs> of very dark internet, but I'll do my best. So click my pen. I'm going to write lesbian guide to straight sex. He was never seen again. He spent the rest <laughs> yeah. of his life. In another note, the podcast is now finished. Thanks to everyone listening. <laughs> Tom is banned from using the World Wide Web moving forward. Um, so, we've, so, so, so before that happens, we, uh, we better get the most out of you now. Let's finish this week with a dear dumbass. Tom, your turn. What you got for us, mate? I think I've got a Ben Bubble Pork situation, but it's actually a corker. Um, dear dumbass, I've been having great sex with a lovely escort, but she's now sleeping with my wife. Okay. Whoa, having... whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Whoa, I'm having great sex with an escort, but she's now sleeping with my wife. Uh, moving forward, uh, I need you to give everyone names, if that's okay. <laughs> sure. So um, we're going to go for um, Nathaniel, Nathaniel as, as the husband. He thinks he knows what he's, he's doing, but yeah. he's obviously not, not servicing anyone appropriately. Nathaniel. Yeah. Him. Wife is Gladys. Gladys, yeah, yeah, like that. And son is Beelzebub. <laughs> what's that again? Son is Beelzebub. Okay. And what's the escort called? Escort called? Uh, Lexi. Let's go with Lexi. That's sexy. Yeah, sexy Lexi. Sexy, sexy Lexi. That's a uh, <laughs> that's a business name. Okay, go. So we've been married just over a year and have a six-month-old son named Beelzebub. <laughs> I'm fifty-three. And Gladys is 26, and we are very happy together, apparently. Bit of an age difference. Yeah, I mean, that's double plus one. I mean, do you remember, do you remember the old rule when you were, when you were dating younger where you, where you have to divide your age and then add seven and it's acceptable? That doesn't quite fit in that. No. Anyway, getting back to uh, old Nathaniel and Gladys. Gladys was in and out in care until she was 16, and as her parents had drink and drug problems as well, she says this is the first real family she's ever known. 
and I love her and Beelzebub to bits. We've always had an active and varied sex life, but she had a very difficult pregnancy and couldn't have sex at all. What's your What's your thoughts, by the way, of um, sex during pregnancy? Uh, no. Yeah, I agree. No. I just like the idea. Sorry, to, I just like the idea of Nathaniel going, "I'll be your daddy now." To <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be honest. This is a we've not even involved the escort yet, right? And this is all <laughs> could you imagine what they do like during their um their threesomes like in comes mummy <laughs> <laughs> it's sexy Lexi to you, please. Mrs. Sexy Lexi. Mrs. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Sexy title. Lexi, please. I've just finished with sex toy aficionado Jade, <laughs> Master of Anatomy, Dr. Ali. Gareth recommended the best Premier Inn in King's Lynn, and we're going to have the night of our lives. Anyway, carry on. Uh, okay, so where were we? Yes, so Gladys told me she seeks services elsewhere that I needn't suffer, so I did that with her blessing during the pregnancy, of course. I found this lovely escort by the name of Sexy Lexi, who was great sexually, obviously, in the name, and also very sympathetic and understanding. I had several appointments, <laughs> and we got to know one another. It's like a doctor's appointment. When Gladys had the baby, I thought that would be the end of the arrangement. She was keen to come and see Beelzebub and to meet my wife, Gladys. They're about the same age and got on really well, and I felt like a spare part to them. Sexy Lexi started calling around to have a chat with Gladys. I think both of them found something they could relate to. I knew Gladys had sex with other women before we met, and after a while, she asked me if it would be okay to have some time with Sexy Lexi. I could hardly say no. <laughs> she was so understanding about my needs during the pregnancy. So now Sexy Lexi calls around lots and sometimes we all have meals together. <laughs> Gladys and Sexy Lexi have regular sex and Gladys says we'll have a threesome soon. <laughs> Gladys, <laughs> actually, Gladys says uh, sex with uh, Nathaniel was now actually improved but I'm not sure about all of this and what to do. Do I continue to see Sexy Lexi in her professional capacity or see her as just a friend? Oh my word. Oh. My word. Oh, this is that that is that's just the makings. That is the script of a I don't know, three and a half star porn. <laughs> do you remember um well you may not. Do you remember Channel Five when they used to do their uh, their late night Friday nights of um softcore porn and Nazis? I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> well, ignoring the Nazi bit, I think this could fit in quite nicely. Nathaniel has got himself into a sticky situation. One hell of a predicament. Sexy Lexi fancies his wife. Seems it, yeah. Yeah. What what would what what do we think Nathaniel should do? Double the age of his wife, double the age of the escort, sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> Honestly, what, what else could he do? Let's be honest. This this kid Beelzebub is going to grow up. It's, it's quite a family, isn't it? The three of them. So so our advice, Dan, is essentially Nathaniel to to make himself a sandwich, sit down and watch it all happen, and then maybe see if it relates to the the lesbian guy to straight sex. I have absolutely no idea. That is just the most. Inc- I don't even know if we should give advice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's. <laughs> So, so we're going to say basically you're fucked. Thank, that, is, that, that is staggering. That is amazing. Is there any advice you'd give? 
I'm with you, mate. I do not have a clue about that one. Um, maybe, maybe consider the whole episode and take an honest approach and say you're not quite comfortable with sexy Lexi getting to know Gladys too well. And think of Beelzebub, for the love of God, think of Beelzebub. Anyway, that's all the time we've got this week. Tom, good work, mate. Absolute pleasure, Dan, as always. Thanks to everyone that's already come back and, and listened to the start of the new season. Really appreciate how many people have listened to the, the first episode of the second season. Hope you can stay with us. You can catch us on Acast, Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate and review the podcast if you can. Just search It's Not A Man's world podcast as always stay safe out there as well and next time we'll be chatting about exploring romance at the workplace now that is hot biscuit yeah (laughs) something you've been guilty of we'll find out next week drug messages on the work whatsapp group what could possibly go wrong see you next week see ya